0: agency mastermind which uh, many of my subscribers know you from and uh, your agency was uh, like 40 50k in revenue something like that Uh, i was just starting my agency and now uh, three and a half years later i'm at like the 50 60k a month revenue but you're at 700k a month and i've just been following you (laughs) on your instagram back in germany and your agency just blew the fuck up to the next level and uh so i hit you i was like jonas bro like uh yeah let's catch up might as well record it i got a bunch of questions i want to hear about your journey and building your company and and all that so yeah how's uh, how's things uh, been going
1: yeah pretty crazy in the last three and a half years., uh, thanks for having me first of all. and um, yeah, I, I remember when we met last time in Bali, uh, i was I think you're still doing the digital nomad kind of lifestyle traveling around and working remotely. I used to do the same. yeah uh, I, I, that's where we met, right? Uh, and uh, I used to work remotely, and back in the day, three and a half years ago, I had no team only freelancers, and uh, I was basically. Living the life, and uh, flying from Bali to Vietnam and to Australia, and, and just uh, working from all over. And uh, yeah, then a uh, loft film got bigger and bigger, and we got more and more clients. And uh, I, I, I came to the point where, where, I, where I think my camera is going a little bit crazy. I hope uh, you don't mind. Um, yeah, like we, we got to the point where, where uh, we just said, "Hey, it's hard to do this remotely. Um, it's hard to do this mm-hmm. remotely because we get so many, um, so many clients, so many projects, and it's just difficult to do it when you're in a different time zone, different setup every day. So I moved back to Germany, by the way, uh, loftfilm.com, there's also an English version of the page. So if you want to share the the English page for the uh, non-German viewers and, um, yeah, so I, I, I moved back to Germany. I uh, built a team here. So now we have like 35 full-time employees sitting here in Munich. And, um, yeah, um, we became one of the biggest uh, agencies for explainer videos in the world. I, I can't hear you, by the way, Riley, in case
0: you, you can still hear me. I was, I was keeping it on mute because there's, uh, there's a little bit of background noise. So sorry about that. And sorry about the viewers and listeners all around the world for a little bit of background noise. But, hey, power was out at my villa today. So I'm in a cafe. Um, all good. Nomad lifestyle. We're all good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, how did you do it? Let's just jump right into it. So you were at like you know like the 40k a month revenue, and now you're basically you know 10x, uh, you know, 20x almost that. Like, um, what what was the what what's what's the secret sauce? What was it? Was it um, you know, building the team or having having an office, uh, having more funnels coming in, um, better more bigger sales team or yeah, well, what are the kind of tips tricks uh, that that uh, that got you there? Mm-hmm. So, people often ask me
1: for like the one magical pill, like the one thing that they have to do to, to become super successful and I always tell them there is not the one the one single magical thing that will, you know, solve all your problems and 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 make you successful and, and rich. Uh, this is a a dream that is can't come true. But um one one big thing and that's one of the biggest things for us is that we really focus on getting our, our clients good results. And what I mean by that is, as you know, we, what we do is explainer videos. So we make cartoon videos to explain the offer um, of a company. And the truth is that clients, they don't really want an explainer video. Right. If you um, go up all the way and you click on films, just a little bit more and you click on films, you can see some examples what they look like exactly. So the truth is that clients, they don't really want an explainer video. What they want is more clients, more revenue, right? So basically what we focus on is making explainer videos that actually deliver good results. And how do we do that? We do that, A, with um, using certain sales psychology that we put in the video, implement in the video so that the video actually are viewed that the people who watch the videos actually want to click on this and sign up. And also we help our clients to to place the video correctly and use it correctly because the best explainer video will not help you at all if you don't use it, if nobody sees it, right? And uh, so what we do, and I think this is really unique, is we know that we are not like artists. We know that we are not like the creative agency that is... Uh, you know, making great uh, videos that could potentially win an Oscar, and instead, what we do is uh, make videos that just work and just deliver good results. And this is why our clients love us and why they come back and make a second, third, fourth video while they refer us. Why we have like a 99% um, 99% uh, five-star review uh, on on Google and so on. So, um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. It's not not about uh, Building the team is not about building the funnel, it's about delivering good results to your clients. And long-term, only this can,
0: can help you grow. You're muted again. Yep, thanks. Uh, so, like, um, one thing that I thought, that I was thinking in the beginning is, um, you know, r- uh, retainer recurring services versus mm-hmm. like one-off services. And, um, cause so have you been able to set it up where your clients are, um, uh, with you for mm-hmm. on, ongoing for like more services and upsells and stuff? And is that, has that been a big part of growing the revenue? Or? Yeah, it's, it's
1: definitely a big part. I mean, look, a happy client is always worth a lot. In terms of revenue for your company, maybe because he will place another order because he will work with you again, maybe because he will refer you and he will recommend uh, like we talk to his friends, his clients, etc. about you, maybe because he will give you a good uh, review or a good rating or maybe a testimonial. And Or maybe he will just post the video because we make videos for our clients. We help them to use it correctly so they know how to put it on social media, on YouTube, and so on. So it means that their audience will also see the video and also get the idea of, hey, an expanded video could be interesting for us. So happy clients, successful clients will massively, massively bring back It's like karma. You know, it's like the the karma. The more you help them, the more will come back automatically. And there's a lot of agencies out there or companies in general, they just care about making a sale, collecting the money, and then you know they, they think, like, I have the money now, so the hardest part is over, and they like mentally switch off and say, hey, the work is done. But this is when the work actually just starts. And yes, you can sell something to clients. If you're good at sales, you can, if you're good at marketing as well, you can sell something to them, collect money. But this is a one-time payment. But if instead you get them really excited, Get them really good results, uh, make them really happy with the collaboration. This client will not only pay one time; he will, in many ways, in many ways, uh, impact your revenue again
0: in the future. Got it. Awesome. Um, what has been your biggest um, lead source as you've been growing? Uh, so we started with linkedin so
1: when i when i was a one one man show one person company uh, what i did is i go to linkedin and i reach out to people on linkedin i um, look up companies that have a product or a service that seems complex and i just text them and say hey i found your company and it seems like your product is, is complex do you want me to explain it for you with a video and this is what i did it was a lot of manual work and also it was like three four years ago back in the day uh, people did not get spammed as much as on LinkedIn as they, as they get today. So today it's a little bit more difficult than back in the day. Um, as I said, it's a lot of manual work, just like cold calling, but it's working. And this got me the first 10, 15, 20 clients. And then when we grew, we switched more to paid funnels, like Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Instagram ads, also LinkedIn ads, meaning we are paying those platforms to show our ads, our target audience sees those ads and some of them, not all of them, but some of them look at the ads and say, Hey, that's actually interesting. I also want to make an explainer video. They click on it, come to our website. That's the website that you just showed before. And then they might sign up and, um, you know, like, uh, book a free consultation call. And then on this uh, consultation call, what we do is we create a strategy for their explainer video for free. And then many people, they see the strategy, they hear our expertise, how we would uh, use the video, what to do with it, what the results might be. And um, yeah, then 80% of people who are in the strategy session actually um, decide to move forward and, and um, start working with us. So to answer awesome. your question, mostly yeah. now is like uh, Facebook ads, uh, Instagram okay. ads, and so on. Like this is like the, the main, main thing. Ads. At the
0: that makes sense because that's really, you know, expanding your reach really big. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, in, so, okay. I, I haven't gotten there yet, but it's on my to-do list for
1: soon. I mean, in Germany, uh, I think we have, I need to double check. Let me quickly double check. But uh, I think we have like 40 million impressions or something a year. I can actually like tell you uh, if I quickly check in our ad account. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I can tell you exactly. But but in Germany, like almost every company has seen a love film ad uh, in the wow. last 12 months. And internationally, we're not that big yet. Also, the international market, of course, is a lot bigger. But also there, like we, we're currently um, doing a lot in the UK and uh, running a lot of ads there. So, yeah, like I have the numbers here. So it's like 47 million impressions. So that means that in the last 12 months, our ads have been shown uh, 47 million
0: times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you found the Facebook Instagram ad to be more uh, better than the the LinkedIn ad? No, you can't say it like that. Like um, the LinkedIn,
1: I mean, LinkedIn is only interesting for B2B, right? So if you have a B2C offer, LinkedIn is not your platform. But then... Facebook works. Many people believe that uh, B2B doesn't work on Facebook or Instagram. They say, hey, my target audience, they are CEOs. They're not on Facebook or Instagram, which is bullshit. Everybody's on Facebook and Instagram. And a lot of our clients, even like high ranking CEOs, uh, company owners, they come from Facebook and Instagram ads. So both platforms do work. What we have found to be true is that on LinkedIn, the ads are a little bit more expensive that meaning the cost per click is a little bit higher. The cost per thousand impressions is a little bit higher, but the quality of leads is also better on Facebook and Instagram. It's a little bit cheaper uh, per click per thousand impressions and so on. So it's a little bit uh, cheaper, but also the quality is not as good. The leads that come.
0: Okay. Got it. So um, I think that's, our biggest thing for our Amazon agency to scale and paid ads. And I've uh, kind of been putting it off a little bit. Uh, what are some tips, tricks with, I'm sure you've tested tons of different types of ads. What have you seen are the best types of ads? Is it your own explainer video? Is it, is it you talking? Is it, is it text? Is it short, long? Well, so the best ad that
1: we ever had is a, uh, explainer video that we made ourselves, and this ad brought more than 1 million Uh, euros or one million dollars in revenue like just one one single video and we actually do have some clients who achieve similar results so one good creative is can really be the difference Um, and and many people believe that they need tons of ads and they need to split test and try something else and so on and and it's it's not actually necessary because you can have 10 ads that are mediocre and none of them will really perform or you can have just one really good ad and uh, really, you know, like 10x, 100x your investment. Like that's possible and we have done it several times. But um, at at a certain size, it depends on how big you are, but at a certain size, you need several like different kinds of ads because as I just said, our ads have been seen 47 million times. Imagine we show 47 million times exactly the same one single video. I mean, that's too much because people know it, they get blind, like it's called banner blindness or or advertisement uh, blindness. They've seen the ad before, they see it again, you know it yourself, Riley, you see an ad over and over and over, and at some point you are like, ah, yeah, this fucking ad again. So at at some point you need several creatives, but to make the first 50,000 euros a month, uh, for example, with ads, you only need one single creative that is really good. Now, to answer your question, what's important, so a creative is good and is working well, Is that first of all uh, the most important thing with every ad is you need to get the attention of your target audience and you need to get the attention within the first five seconds because the attention span is so short so it doesn't matter if it's uh, a text or a video obviously a video is better like a lot better but a text it's the same principles behind it the first few seconds of the video or the first few lines of text they have to be really attention getting so they need to be either funny. They need to be a pattern interrupt, uh, for example. Um, uh, for example, a question is good. For example, promising some value is good. I, I make a concrete example. Imagine you are a, a tax accountant and your USP is that you help your clients to, uh, that you help your clients to save taxes. Now, what would be a good start for your ad? Let's say we make an explainer video, video together. What would be the good first five seconds? One example would be, here's three uh, ways that you didn't know yet how to save taxes. Now I get your interest, right? Your attention. You want to learn more. Or pattern interrupt could be paying taxes is awesome. And here's why. That's a pattern interrupt because you don't expect this. You're like, hey, paying taxes is awesome. What the fuck? So you keep reading. Or um, what else? Uh, uh, It could be a question. Uh, Do you... Uh, do you uh, do you feel like you're paying too much taxes that could be a good start like all of these things you see they really get your attention and you really want to learn more and read more or watch more of the video so this would be a great way to start an ad to get their attention and then the next very important thing is to talk about your target audience so you don't want to talk about yourself you don't want to say I'm the greatest I'm the best I deliver great results I have thousands of clients nobody cares what they really care about is themselves so you wanna talk about them. Do you sometimes have the feeling that you work all day and in the end, the government takes away all of your money? Do you know that feeling when you get your, uh, text, uh, your, your, your text documents and you don't even know where to start? You're frustrated, maybe you know that. And you see how we talk about them. We don't talk about us, we talk about them. So this is the next important step. You wanna talk about their situation, their problems, their feelings. And if you do that, you have a good catchy start. You talk about their uh, problems and their situation, and then as the next step, uh, and that's also very important, is you want to present your solution, but as simple as possible. You don't want to use fancy words. You don't want to use technical terms. You want to explain it like you would explain it to your grandmother. So really simple, really easy ma- uh, manner, and then people will understand it. And many people make the uh, make the mistake of using fancy words like innovation and um, I don't know, like we are digitized and this is the future and we're customer centric and all of these words that mean nothing. And those phrases, they mean nothing. They have no content because look, I say we are a professional company. I bet Riley, you would say you're also a professional company. Everybody would say that. So saying that you're a professional means nothing because everybody would say that. What you should say instead is something very concrete. What is it that you do that that is different from your from the others, from, from your competitors. Concrete example, instead of saying, we are very customer centric, just say, uh, we are 24 seven, we are there for you. Meaning, even if you have an issue on Sunday, you can call us. This is very concrete. Now I see what benefit I, I have from that. It's not abstract, it's very, very precise. And if you follow these three rules, you will have good and successful ads. So again, You need a very good um, hook. You need something that gets their attention very fast. You need to talk about them and their problems and their uh, situation. And you need to present your offer very easy, very simple and very on the point instead of using fancy words and and abstract uh, explanations. And if you do that,
0: then your ad might go through the the roof. Awesome. Have you found um, that like a, I've heard some people say like, 30 seconds is the best Facebook, Instagram ad, or have you Mm -hmm. found like the longer minute to two minute or?
1: Yeah. So what we have found to be true is that the shorter the video, the more clicks you will get. But what you want is not clicks, right? What you want is more revenue, more clients, more qualified leads. And the problem with like 10, 15 second videos is that, yes, they get your attention. They can be really intriguing. You want to click on them. But then you still don't know what the offer is about. So I could create a video that everybody wants to click on. I just put like some funny cat video and then, or like just put a slogan that is like, uh, hey, I don't know, like 200 euros for free, just click here and everybody would click. But would these people be qualified leads for you? Obviously not. So the longer the video, if it's, for example, 60 to 90 seconds, people will, it's, it's less likely that people will click. So the cost per click will go up. But the cost per qualified lead will go down because imagine you watch a 90 seconds video. You watch this and after you have watched 90 seconds, you understand what the company is doing. Then you will say, now I click on this. Now it means that you probably that you're probably really interested and probably really qualified uh, to work with this company. And to answer your question, the best length for video that, that we have found to work for Facebook ads, Instagram ads is between 60 to 90 seconds. It should be less than two minutes. It should be more than 45 seconds, but 60 to 90 is the best.
0: Awesome. Um, and then, so have you found that, um, like, what is the the best, like, call to action? Free strategy call or, like some free resource or what have you found from testing different uh, call to actions in the app? Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So the call to action, what's very important here is that you only give one option. You don't want to say send us an email or write us on WhatsApp or call us or fill in the questionnaire. You don't want to do that. This is the more choices you give, the less likely that people will take action. This is called the paradox of choice. And you know that from Apple, they don't have like the G4 M3X and the BB2X phone. They have the iPhone. Like they have one phone, one product, buy it or leave it, right? And this is um, working really well. And, and you remember maybe the Nokia uh, that used to be a competitor of iPhone many years ago. And they like 20 different phones, 20 different models, and everyone was slightly different. And people didn't know what to get and why. They were like, oh, I have so many options. Fuck it. Let's just get the iPhone. So don't give many different options, decide for one. And now what's important is that you answer three questions in terms of the call to action. What should you do? How should you do it? And why should you do it? What should you do? How and why? What should you do? That's what we say. We say book your free strategy session right now. How? By filling in the questionnaire on our website. And why should you do it? because in this strategy session, one of our experts will create a strategy for your video for free. So you see that we also show them what's the benefit, what's in it for you. I make another example. Uh, You should subscribe to Riley's YouTube channel right now. How do you do that? Just below this video, click on the subscribe button. And why should you do that? Because this way you're not gonna miss epic videos like this one where Riley will talk about his life and give you advice on how to uh, become a digital novel and and living that life. You see, like, this is a call to action. What should you do? How should you do that? And why? What's, what's in it for you?
0: Awesome money. And so you've, you found that uh, just driving straight to your website and fill out the, the obvious form there works fine. No need for like separate landing page um, for the ads or,
1: I don't think that you need a landing page and a website. I think you need one website that is designed like a landing page. And you have shown our website before. I mean, we can look at it again. You see, this is not a website that has like hundreds of sub pages. It's like one pager and it has all the information needed. It's like, a, it's like a hybrid, let's say, between a landing page and a website. And you see there's one button, free yeah. strategy session. It's very, It's very obvious what you should do, where you should click and what's the next step. We ah, even nice. explain... Yeah, exactly. Like you can fill it I in know, here.
0: I form here or something. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's very obvious where to click, and there's not hundreds of sub pages that, that distract.
0: Cool. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Got it. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Funnel ads coming soon to Amazing Marketing Co. Uh, very soon. So that is, uh, that is awesome uh, timing and uh, advice. And uh, leave some fires in the chats, bros, if you're watching right now or in the comments because uh, uh, this, uh, this is money right here. And so thanks for the, the ad, the funnels. Um, with, uh, with building the, the team, uh, what were some of the uh, realizations or kind of uh, major things that uh, helped you build the team? Was it switching from yep. the freelance to the employee? Was it creating a company culture? Was it just like having that physical office that people were required to come into and not work from home? And what was the kind of uh, big yeah. uh, lessons there?
1: Before, when I was also traveling with you, I always thought having freelancers is the smartest thing because you, know, like you don't have a big responsibility, you don't have high fixed costs. And basically, you only pay them based on project, meaning if there's no projects, you don't have to pay anything. I thought that was very smart back in the day. But um, the truth is that freelancers can never perform as good as full-time employees. They're never as loyal, especially when you're in different time zones, especially when you cannot sit together next to each other in office, when you cannot take lunch together, talk about issues in the company, talk about solutions, talk about projects. This is just so much more efficient. So like I... A uh, full-time employee in the office who is physically, physically coming to the office, physically sitting next to you is like infinite, infinite times more efficient and more valuable than any freelancer. The same person working remotely as a freelancer and coming to your office will just work better and get better results in the office. And that was a big, big game changer for me. Also like a big mindset shift to really decide, hey, we hire people full-time now. And another very important thing that that we have learned is, um, I mean, we had more than a thousand applicants last year, like more than 1000 people applied to work with us last year. We only hired 12 of them. So it's around 1% of people who apply that we actually hire. And the reason for that is that you can not, like if you have an adult person, a grown up person, you cannot Uh, teach them motivation. You cannot teach them work ethics anymore. You cannot form and shape their character anymore. So it's not about getting anybody and train them to have the right mindset. It's about really finding people with the right mindset. Because if you have people who are just hardworking by nature, who are just motivated, who are just um, the right fit, the right personality type, they will perform amazingly and they will get really good results for your clients. They will learn fast. They will improve and, and make your company better. If you have uh, people who, are, who who you know are lazy or like just not hardworking or just not organized just not structured, you can put so much effort into training them they will never perform as well as somebody who's already bringing bringing these uh, characteristics so it's really about finding the right people it's not a, it's not about getting some people and form them to uh, to, to what you want to have it's about finding the right people and Uh, And basically just like uh, having the right people because you don't need to motivate them. You don't need to train them too much. They will just
0: work well as of day one. Awesome. That is uh, great advice there. And um, quick question for the chats, which is always cool. Google ads versus social media ads. Did you test out Google ads as well? Of course, yeah. It really depends on your offer. Um, I mean, the first
1: question that you always have to ask yourself when running Google ads, the first question is, are people actively looking for my offer or not, right? This is the first first one. If they're not actively looking for your offer, Google Ads is not for you. I mean, with Google Ads, I mean Google search ads because there's also YouTube ads, which belongs to Google, which might be interesting, even if people are not actively looking for that. So if they're actively looking for it, what you can do is go to Google Keyword Planner, which is a tool that will show you how many searches per month are on Google for a certain keyword. And you can even see how much competition you have and how much you would pay per click more or less. And you can see how much you would pay per click. Uh, for example, the keyword expand a video agency. I could go now and check how many people look for that and how much does it cost to be on the very top per click. Um, once you check that, you can decide and it really depends. It really depends on your offer. Um, so it's very hard to make a general statement, but the fact is both, both works. Like both, both is working Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of them can work. We get clients from all of these channels, but I would definitely recommend with uh, starting with one because many people think that they need to build six, seven different funnels at a time to, um, you know, to, to use all the possibilities, but it's a lot smarter instead of splitting a hundred euros per day or 200 or 500 at budget. Splitting this among five different channels, it's a lot, a lot better to put all of this in one, put all your efforts in one, and 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 figure out one of the channels. So we were making, I think, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a month, only with Facebook and Instagram before we even considered starting LinkedIn ads as well, starting Google ads as well, starting YouTube ads as well. So you don't need to, uh, you don't need several funnels to build a multi-million dollar business. You don't. You just need one funnel that is working well, so rather focus on one than spitting your attention.
0: Awesome, that is, uh, that is great, yeah, because you would think people, you know, because uh, people searching for, searching for you know, explainer video agency, you are gonna see your ad, but then um, it's also, they don't get to, to see the video in their face, like maybe a YouTube ad or a social media ad. But then that leads me into, um, you know, I'm sure in Germany, you're ranked already organically on top of Google for explainer video agency. So has has SEO, like, are you also getting like a lot of, uh, you know, just organic SEO leads? Or has that well, been something
1: you worked on? I, I, I think SEO is valid at a certain uh, size when you have a certain size, but many small companies, they think, hey, we should do SEO now. The problem with SEO is, it takes very long time until you get results. It takes months and months until you get ranked higher on Google. And and as a small company, you don't have the time. You don't want to invest now and hopefully in 6 to 12 months get some return from it. You want return right now. So instead of focusing SEO, I would always rather go with Google Ads because Google Ads means you can activate Google Ads today and get your first lead tomorrow because you will pay Google. You will pay Google, so Google puts you on top and you will basically pay for the fact that you are not known yet and not big yet, and you can get fast results using SEO and trying to optimize your your, your, your SEO game and being listed organically. Yes, it makes sense at a certain stage. It's when you really have the time and the money and you say, I can invest six to 12 months because I have other funnels going for me, and I will do this on the side, then it's the right time for, for SEO, but not before that. The, another problem awesome. with SEO is that that Google just, they change the algorithm all the time. Like it, Like I've seen so many companies, they've been top one, top two in SEO. Google is changing some metrics in the background and suddenly, bam, they're not even on page one anymore. And this is too risky. You put six to 12 months and then because Google makes a change, they look at different things suddenly and, and you're gone. All, my, all the time invested is gone. So yes, SEO makes sense at some point, but not when you're a small startup, not when you're like, when you make below 1 million a month, I would definitely not, rec- uh, uh, sorry, less than 1 million a year. Um, I would definitely not recommend doing SEO.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, so uh, shout out to P Smith, my, uh, my good buddy from home super chat awesome uh so uh he's gonna cut straight to this uh, front of the line he says uh what three uh top three kpis do you pay attention to when optimizing your funnels ads so is it the, like overall you know roi at the end of the funnel or are you looking through uh, like, like watch time yeah. or
1: I, I i only optimize for one single kpi and this is the roi obviously like And the the problem is since, especially since iOS 14, which was an Apple update around one and a half years ago, which made tracking a lot more difficult. um, The the problem is now that you can't really see anymore, um, which ad brings which results. You can, you get some indications, you can use the uh, conversion API and so on. But the the real problem is that um, the only thing that you can look at is how much money did I spend and how much clients did I win with this or how many qualified leads and you want to see what's my cost per qualified lead. And, um, the thing that many people forget is that, um, direct marketing, which is basically I put a net, somebody clicks and directly signs up and gets on a call with me that has, has its limits, but there's always a, um, there's always a, um, branding effect to that. So for example, we have people who saw our ads two years ago and ever since they see our retargeting. We pop up here and there. Maybe they watch the YouTube video right now or they see an article or they see something. They see Instagram post. They're constantly in the funnel. They're constantly warmed up. They constantly uh, get more interested. And at some point they convert. And the thing is that if you put money on Facebook today and you, like in three days you say, Hey, I'm not profitable you don't even know because you don't even have all the, all the effects from the ad that you run yesterday. You don't even have all the effects yet. And it's also impossible to measure, especially at a certain stage when like, by now we have YouTube ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads. I don't even know where all it's coming from anymore. And it doesn't matter as long as they're coming, you know, like people talk about us, for example, they see an ad they talk to their friend. Hey, do you also see this guy on Facebook all the time? And they go, yeah, I also see him. What is he actually doing? They just talk about it. I can't (laughs) measure that. Like which, which KPI can I look at and say, Hey, look how many people talked about us today. Impossible. Also people see on, see us on Facebook or like, maybe they see this YouTube video first, go to the website, then they're on the retargeting. Later they convert because of a Facebook retargeting ad. They didn't come because of the Facebook retargeting ad. It was one step of the funnel. So the only thing that matters is really how much money do you spend and how much, how many um, clients coming in. And even if they say, Hey, I'm not coming from Facebook, I'm coming from Google. They probably came to Facebook one way or another. You don't know. It's a black box. And uh-huh. I, I want to give one advice here, like one maybe unpopular opinion, but uh, this is something that 99% of marketing agencies are doing wrong in my opinion. And this is that um, when you run Facebook ads and you also run retargeting ads, retargeting meaning you show ads to all the people who came to your website, who clicked or engaged with your ad before, you're showing retargeting ads to them, right? Now, one big mistake that everybody is making is that once the lead signs up, once the lead signs up, like he fills in the questionnaire or he fills in the contact form and he's a lead, that marketing agencies think it's smart to exclude him from your retargeting audience they say it doesn't make sense to spend more money on this person to show him ads or her ads because this person is a lead already you have their phone number already so why waste more money and show them more retargeting ads right this is a common belief you probably heard this before riley to say exclude people who are leads already from your retargeting i think this is dumb why because this person that has just signed up is not a client yet. They signed up. They gave you your contact information, but there's still a long way to go. They have maybe the first initial introductory call. They might do some more research on you. Then maybe a week later, they have a sales call. Maybe in the sales call, they can't even make a decision. So they say, hey, I need to think about it. I need to sleep on it or whatever. Now imagine at this time when they're in the loop, they see your ads every day, all the time, everywhere. They go to YouTube, they see your ad. They go to Facebook, they see your ad. They go to LinkedIn, they see your ad. Imagine how much more likely it's going to be that now this lead turns into a paying client. Like the, the, the likelihood increases massively. And even if he's a client already, I would still keep showing him ads because a client might be a future client as well. He might buy a second, uh, second project with you or he might refer you. But what you need to do is you need to stay in their head all the time. You need to have this omnipresence. So what you want to do is all the time show ads, retargeting ads to everybody all the time. Never turn it off. Never exclude anybody. The longer they see you, the more they see you, the more likely it is that at some point in the future, they're going to become your client or at least talk about you and and, or like, you know, write about you or think about you and this way make somebody else become your client. So it's not a metric that you can measure. I cannot measure how much it's worth that somebody has seen my ad a hundred times now. I don't know. But I just trust that. I trust that at some point, this is going to pay off.
0: Yep. All right. so, and that um, w- brings me into uh, email drips, which I got to set my game up too. Like, I'm sure you're sending out like one, two emails per week, just like any, anyone who opts in, like Evergreen, you know, for forever until they unsubscribe or, or?
1: No, like what we do is uh, follow up uh, over the phone. So we have a sales team of ten people by now who are like full time just doing calls and uh, basically everybody like this is also a mistake that, that many agencies make. And you asked me at the beginning, right? what was like the one big thing that made the agency um, grow like crazy? And I told you this is really many things and you can see throughout our conversation how many little things there are that that matter. And uh, one big mistake that many agencies make is the following. They get a lead. They call the lead. They say, hey, this is the price and this is the project. Do you want to buy or not? And the lead says, ah, actually, no. For whatever reason, too expensive or I don't have the time or whatever reason they have not to buy right now. And the agencies say, okay, he's out. Gone. He's like a dead lead. They never call him again. They never do follow up again. And that's a big mistake because you paid good money for this person to sign up to give you their phone number or their contact details. Now, this person is interested in working with you. Maybe it's the wrong time right now. Maybe this person doesn't have the budget or something is wrong, but only because this person is um, saying no right now, does not mean that this person is a no forever. So what's really important here is to do follow-up. Call them again in three months. Ask them what has changed in your situation. Uh, Do you have the budget now? Are you still interested in working with us? We have one person who is full-time, just calling old leads, people who have said no to us before. He's doing nothing all day but calling them. And he makes like 50 to 100,000 euros every single month just by calling old leads who have said no before. But now three, six, 12 months later, he calls them again and says, hey, are you still interested in working with us? There's Ah. a lot of no's, of course. It's like, no, not interested at the moment. Okay, next one. Are you still interested in working with us? No, not at the moment. Okay, next one. And at some point, he finds the people who are like, You know what? Actually, yes, I see your ads all the time, which brings us back to the retargeting game. I see your ads all the time. I think about it all the time. Actually, I'm, I'm still interested. Like, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. And 50, 200,000 just with old leads that we have paid for in the past. So getting the most out of your leads is also a very important thing because it doesn't help you to generate a lot of leads. You also need to turn them into clients at some point.
0: Uh Aha. So, um, so I, I, I filled out the form on your website. It's, I see it, it, it books a zoom call, so obviously it starts with a, a scheduled zoom call right and then but if they don 't convert, then your team will be phone following up and like so and, and you just said that. so what about just like a, a generic email drip like sharing uh, tips, tricks, practices? Do you have that going, or is that we, we don 't at the moment we 're planning
1: on doing it. We do have it for um, for our clients, so for people who are our clients already. But, uh, yeah, this is nothing that we do at the moment, but this is on the on the
0: to do list, like we are planning on, on on doing that soon okay, awesome and then um, so um, I know uh so Jonas is obviously a sales expert, I attended your uh, you know training in Bali at the agency mastermind three years ago, so we could do podcast whole courses on on sales, but um what are you know for for the uh, you know a handful of guys watching and uh, the... Yeah. Uh, you know the, crowd watching like some some basic you know sales tips and it could be with with cold calling like let's say if you were to call up a lead like you know what are some um some key uh mistakes or or like tips and tricks
1: okay so there's a few so uh i mean it depends if you do cold calling or inbound leads or whatever like this this is it depends a bit let's say let's say
0: inbound leads because i think uh, that's more common
1: okay so inbound leads people who sign up so first of all It's the same that I said before about employees. It's easier to just find the right fits than to try to forcing a lead that is not a good fit into your product. If somebody doesn't have the budget, he doesn't have the budget. There's nothing you can do. You can be the best salesperson in the world. If your product costs 5,000 and he only has 3,000 on his bank account, he's not going to buy from you no matter what you do. So Sales has a lot, a lot of sales, uh, a lot, a lot um, that sales is, is just filtering out leads. Who's qualified, who's not qualified. That's like the first step that you should always do. So instead of wasting 60 to 90 minutes sales call with every single person who signs up, the first thing that you should do is really check who's qualified and who's not qualified. Yeah. So this is also why... Um, why it makes sense to have a two-step sales process where you first have like an initial call where you just check, hey, does this person uh, need my service? Can we actually help this person? Is this person a decision maker? Um, does this person have the budget or not? Uh, is it a personal fit? Because there's also people that you don't want to work with. If somebody gets on the call and he's like uh, like behaving like a dick, you don't want to work with him uh, or her. So this, you should first see are they even a good fit to work with us? And if so, then the second step, very important is that people always believe that um, that uh, sales is about like manipulating people and tricking them into, into buying from you and, you know, using psychology to convince them uh, to, to pay you money and stuff like that, um, which is bullshit in my opinion. Um, maybe he's so good at sales, he could sell a fridge to an Eskimo. Have you heard of this before? Yeah. And, and, and I think this is bullshit because selling an, a fridge to an Eskimo, he doesn't need a fridge. So you're not, you, by definition, you can't be a good salesperson if you do that, because I believe that sales means uh, creating win-win situations. Meaning if you want to sell to somebody and make this person happy and, and get, get a lot of money, you need to find a way to help this person. So the entire sales process should not be about how can I get your money? The entire sales process should be about how can I help you? And once you start doing that, once you start going into the sales call and you don't have the mindset of, I need to close him, I need to make the money. But instead, you go into this and see, let's see how I can help this person best. The money is coming. The money is going to come automatically. What we always do or what we also teach our sales team is the doctor's frame. And doctor's frame means that you should behave like a doctor. The doctor says, hey, where is your pain? Tell me about your symptoms. He's first, he's first um, you know, checking the, cli- uh, the, the patient, seeing, uh, seeing what's wrong. And then he's going to give you medicine. Imagine, imagine uh, you go to the doctor's office and you say, hey, I'm sick. And the doctor is going to the shelf and say, here, take this. You wouldn't trust this person. You wouldn't trust this doctor. You would say, hey, how can he know that this is the right medicine? Uh, he didn't even examine me. So that's the same in sales. If, if a client comes to you or like, let's say, Riley, you come and say, hey, Jonas, doesn't explain a video make sense in my case? And I say, yes, 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 you should buy it. You should buy it. Here's the offer. Please sign it. You wouldn't trust me. You wouldn't be like, hey, he just wants to make the sale. But if instead I say, let's sit down, Riley. Let's look at your marketing. Let's look at your target audience. Let's look at your offer. Let's see how we could build the video. Let's see where we could use it best. Let's see about potential results. And we analyze this together. And in the end, I say, hey, I actually think I have a way how we can help you with this. Then you trust me. And then you also feel like, hey, you made a good choice.
0: And the results for you will be a lot better. Nice. Awesome. So I, I see on your initial uh, questionnaire on your website, it says a 15-minute call to yep. uh, discuss your to analysis of your potential. So this is like a qualifying call? Yeah, I mean, there we check is if uh, an explainer video even makes sense, because yeah. there is just some offers
1: where it doesn't make sense. If you sell shoes, then just normal shoes, running shoes. There's nothing that you need to explain. Right. So why make an explainer video? So there are some cases where we just tell them, hey, you offer. It doesn't make sense. You know, make something else. It's, it's not the right fit for you. There's, of course, cases where people just say, hey, I don't have the budget. So um, the um, uh, an explainer video is not for like 500 or thousand dollars like this is uh i mean maybe you can get some cheap freelancers who uh you know like they they use some templates they have no idea about sales psychology and write like a shitty script and they give you a thousand dollar explainer video that will not get you any results like of course that's out there but if you work with a professional agency if you want some marketing experts who also can get your results you're not going to get an explainer video for a thousand dollars that's absolutely impossible So sometimes there's just people who say, oh, I thought it's only 500 pounds. So I thought uh, it's that cheap. Then of course we say, hey, look, this is not the right fit. Uh, If you don't have the budget or you're not willing to invest in your marketing, then it's not the right fit. Um, And again, like we check if we want to work with these people. Like maybe they do have the budget. Maybe they have an offer where they need an explainer video, but they just don't behave in a way that we feel that this is going to be a nice partnership. Because this is also a mindset mistake that people make. Many agencies, they have the mindset of the, the customer is king. Whatever the customer wants, we're gonna do it. Like he's the king, he's the boss, he's paying. And I don't think that's smart um, for several reasons. But the main reason is that the main reason is that you are the expert with your offer. So actually you know best what will help the client and what not. And clients sometimes have bad ideas. They Like with explainer videos, they say, oh, I have a great idea for the beginning of an explainer video. And I just, I just tell them, like, look, this is not going to work. We can do it like this, but it's stupid. It's not going to work. And uh, it's again, remember the doctor's frame. Imagine you go to the doctor and you tell the doctor, hey, I'm sick and I want this treatment. It doesn't make sense. You go to the doctor because he's the expert, because he's going to... He he will know what's best for you. He has seen your symptoms a thousand of times. He has seen the treatments a thousand of times. He has he, he went to university for many years to learn about symptoms and how to treat them, and this is the same. So um, customers king and whatever the customer wants, just do it is not is not uh, the smartest idea. And if customers don't behave. Like- in a way that you want to work with them, if respect you, if they're like, yeah, fuck it, I pay for it, so you should do what I tell you, we're like, okay, we're the wrong partner for you because that's not how we work. Go to another agency who, uh, uh, you know, like, who who, who is willing to to do that, but we are not because for us, it's a partnership. It's ideally a long-lasting partnership. Many of our clients make two, three, or even we have clients who make 10 or 15 videos with us and this can only work if both, if both uh, can work on, on, a good foundation, and, um, you know, we have in mind, like, we want our clients to get good results. They want it, but they need to listen to us and trust our expertise um, in
0: order to get there. Yeah, setting, uh, setting expectations. Yeah, we have kind of an expectations thing on our website. And this brought up another thing, like qualifying people who don't have the budget. Um, like, um, I feel like most agencies don't do this, and that's list their pricing on their website. Um, my always thought has been like, I, I prefer having the pricing on the website that filters them out right away. So currently we do have our, our, our advertised pricing just straight up available on the website. Have you tested that? And what are your kind of thoughts yeah, on that? I, I, I wouldn't do it.
1: I wouldn't do it because here's the problem. Like if you have a premium service, you're also going to charge premium prices, right? The problem is before they talk to you, they don't know what your offer is exactly. They have an idea in the head. and And as I just said, there is like some freelancers who make like explainer videos for like a thousand bucks or something. And you, you, you might think on first glance, this is the same offer. So if we would say that, Hey, uh, our prices are this and that people would be maybe thinking that this is too expensive because they don't know yet what they're getting because in their head our videos and the cheap videos that you get on like a, like a freelancer platform or something from the client's perspective, they look the same. So first, they need to talk to us. We need to show them how we do it, why we do it like this. And they will see that this. we have a lot of clients who say, hey, actually, I had another offer from another agency for half your price. But after talking to you, I want to go with you because I see that this is a lot better and that the results here is going to be better. They only know that after they talk to us. So if if we would put the price to our website, it might scare them away. So that's why we don't do it.
0: Got it. Cool. So they they kind of the the qualifying call make sure they have the budget and so they kind of have an idea of the prices uh, in their head. So if it's something they can even afford, and then if if it does make sense, then the qualifying call um, they're invited to schedule basically the sales call next. It's a,
1: it's a strategy session with one of strategy our strategy session. experts, and this is where we really create a strategy. And this is one more thing in terms of sales. And that's also what I meant earlier when I said you need to give a lot of value. You need to want to help the clients. And what we do is on this call, we really create a strategy for them. So by the end of the call, they have a clear image in their head of what their expanded video would look like. So basically, they get kind of like a storyline already for it. And this is so much value because they could really see this. They can really, you know, understand what their expanded video will will turn out to be and and um, that's so much value. Most people, they think, hey, in this 90 minutes, I learned so much already without even paying them money. Imagine how much more value I would get once I start paying the money. And I, I believe that the best way of doing sales is by giving so much value that the client would feel stupid not to start working with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. We, we frame it the same way. Uh, strategy call. Um, so, yeah, just looking at your website. Huge, huge tips right there with the final strategy call, showing them exactly what it looks like for your specific business. This is exactly what we would do. This is, you know, the results that you could uh, you know, potentially see. Bada bing, bada boom. Exactly. Um, value bombs. Um, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. And then another question is like, um, just curious, does your agency often or sometimes make uh videos for businesses that they that are purposefully run as ads or is it typically like um landing page a website uh, videos both
1: videos? i mean both. it really this is also what the strategy session is for to figure out what's the best use for a video and there's many many uh, different options so one is of course the website i would always recommend to put the video in the website because. We we made more than 2000 videos and we have all the data and these videos, they always increase the conversion rate. They always increase the time that people stay on your website, which is by the way, also good for SEO. So the video is also good for your SEO score and many other things. So once you put this on the website forever, forever your website conversion is going to increase. So most of our clients, you know, like even if you get only one more client per month, thanks to the video, Like, just think about the ROI in the future. If you have this there for six months, 12 months, 24 months. So I would always put it on the website because everybody who thinks about working with you, doesn't matter why or how they found out about you, they will always come to your website sooner or later, always. So put it on your website. Number one, then one thing is you can use this. If you're a small company, you don't have the big budget for advertisement yet. You can send it to people in chats. Imagine on LinkedIn, you can just send the video in a chat. It's a lot better than sending them, uh, you know, full novels, uh, 20 pages of text. You can put this, uh, you can send this on WhatsApp. Uh, you, if you have a lot of clients or potential clients, you can just send it on WhatsApp. This is a good option. You can um, you can put it in, in groups, in Facebook groups. For example, let's say your target audience are um, horse owners for, for whatever reason, right? Like people who own a horse on Facebook, there is hundreds of groups for people who own horses. So you can just uh, join these groups and post your video in there. And uh, what we recommend our clients is not to say, hey, look, uh, who wants to become our client, because admins in Facebook groups don't like this usually that that you self-promote in these uh, Facebook groups. What you can do instead is I have a question because all of you in here are experts, what would you improve in this video? Why is that smart? Because the admins will keep this post because it's a a post that is just giving value to the group. And also all the people will feel triggered because they are like, oh, I'm the expert. I want to give some feedback. So they watch your video. And while watching the video, they start thinking, well, this is actually a smart offer. I actually want to work with them. So this is, for example, one option. You can use this for presentations. You can uh, put this in your email signature. So there's really hundreds of ways to use the video completely for free but then also, uh, but also then, uh, you can use money, um, to scale it, to really make it explode. And this is paid ads. And of course for paid ads, there's some important things we talked earlier about it, like get their attention, talk about their solution, uh, their problem, present your solution in a, in a easy, easy way, simple fashion. And, um, then this can also work as ads. And, um, Again, the great thing about ads is the more money you put in, the more money you will get out. And um, once you are at the stage where you're able to to put budget on this, we also recommend this. And our most successful clients, they most of them are running ads with the videos.
0: Okay, awesome. Uh, my my Bluetooth died. Cannot hear to you, AirPods. Riley.
1: Okay, I think your I'm new headphone you is not connected yet. No. Can't hear you. Okay, one sec. I can try to lip read. You said one second. <laughs> you One second, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh...
1: Now you're dancing. Can okay, you guys can you in the hear me chat, now? If you have any other questions while Riley is trying to reconnect, <laughs> uh, feel free to just write in the chat. I'm happy to answer every question that I can answer.
0: Can you... Uh... While Riley's,
1: while Riley's trying to figure... We can hear both. Aha. Uh-huh. So everybody else can hear both. Only only I can't hear you for some reason. Yeah, maybe it's only me.
0: Okay, uh, what about now? Can you hear me, Jonas?
1: Maybe we can play some uh, waiting elevator music in the meantime.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Peace Smith says we can hear both. Jonas still can't hear me. Why is Jonas can't hear me? Let's uh, try. What about now, Jonas? I'm back on my Bluetooth. So you see,
1: guys, that uh, that this is live. There's uh, there's no recording, and I guess that happens uh, uh, when you're live. So I see another question: Do you use any attribution software like Triple waves Uh, well, attribution you probably mean like um, uh, to to track back where your lead is coming from, right? Which ads? We we don't really do it, and again, um. I mean, the thing is that we are at a stage where we have uh, huge ad budgets. We spend more than a million a year just on ads. And at a certain stage, it's just really impossible because even if you could attribute it and say the last click was here or the first click was here, still the the customer journey is a black box. And I think somebody before, uh, yeah, I think uh, it was you who said that uh, I paid for a high ticket program 18 months months after uh, being retargeted after I became a lead. So meaning that, how can you attribute this? How? Like, you, you're going to look at the ad, like, from 18 months ago and see, like, oh, this is where he saw the ad first. It's it's not possible. Of course, you can kind of get a feeling and say, hey, ad number one is performing better than ad number two. You can kind of get a feeling and uh, how's the click-through rate and everything. But in the end, I mean, at a certain at a certain stage, maybe not when you're starting out, but at a certain stage, it really doesn't matter anymore because you just look at coca cola for example uh, or, or like very big brands they they can't attribute where is their customer coming from how right you see a christmas ad with a coca cola christmas truck and then one month month one month later you're in the supermarket and you're like oh I, I drink a cola now so it's impossible to attribute at a certain level and you're just putting out ads and you're just hoping that uh, you're just hoping that um, something um something good turns out like something uh like the ri is going to be positive overall and um yeah you, you saw me first on organic youtube video and that's also the thing like there's so many ways that people can find out about you initially they can see you in an interview they can read an article about you they can see an ad they can hear uh or see you on an event in real life they can um I think riley is back i think i can hear you again riley yeah, can you hear me now. yes yes so okay, so sweet. they can see on an event they can uh like maybe a friend is telling uh like them about you so there's hundreds and thousands of ways how they how they can hear about you initially but then they're in the loop and the loop like part of the loop is the organic videos part of the loop is the retargeting so there's um uh, yeah, there's just like a, a like a big system, a big black box. And you don't know what's happening in the middle. You just put out good content, good stuff. And eventually, hopefully, uh, people will become your clients. Okay. we uh, I think uh, we have a few more minutes. Um, then to, I yeah, have to jump un- We're getting sco- an hour.
0: Uh, shout out Yvette. She's here in Phuket. Long-time subscriber. We actually met. That rhymes. Um, uh, so um, Yvette, we talked in the earlier in the podcast uh, all about lead generation and funnels. So check that out. Um, one last question. Um, uh, P Smith, was there a turning point you went from uh, your first revenue ceiling to, to breaking through that? Yes,
1: definitely. Turning point is um, the turning point for me was getting a coach and a mentor. This is a big, big, big thing. I would always recommend this to everybody, get a mentor who is one or two steps ahead of you, who has done the things that you want to do and who can help you with this, because it's absolutely impossible to figure everything on your own. So get a mentor, get a coach. Um, this is definitely what I, what I would recommend.
0: Awesome, and then that was going to be my last question. Where can, uh, where can guys and gals learn more about um, agency stuff, uh, do you guys still have your mastermind going with Matt or what's, uh, yeah, where do to- I mean, look, if,
1: if you, if you, I think Riley put my, um, put my Instagram in the comments, you can always reach out to me, uh, just shoot me a message. I'm always trying to help wherever I can. As I said earlier, I believe in the business karma, meaning the more value you give, the more you help people. It's eventually always coming back. You know, maybe some of you guys become a client at some point, or maybe when I, go back to traveling with Riley. Uh, We meet up and and have a coffee together or something. So I'm always uh, happy to to help. So just shoot me a message if you have any specific question or if you're interested in making a film with us, just uh, reach out to me and then we look from case to case what we can do. Yeah, exactly. That's my Instagram.
0: Uh, Yeah. And then it's funny you brought up the horse thing. I actually have a potential client from you. We were just on a call with him yesterday. He sells this horse supplement and he (laughs) needs, An explainer video for sure <laughs> I, I told him make an explainer video and he's like okay uh, so definite. yeah i mean there's
1: also like a like we have a partner program so there's a referral yeah. commission Riley, just shoot me the contact if there's a project uh, coming out of this then you get a, a fair um, referral commission so also for you guys who maybe know somebody or have some clients or customers and who need an explainer video if you refer us we're super happy and thankful and also um yeah want to reward you for that
0: awesome yeah i uh potentially we manage like 30 brands or something like that for e-commerce definitely huge you know like did you have a fair amount of of e-commerce
1: yes um, i mean e-commerce the uh, it always makes sense when the product has something unique to it like something that needs to be explained then e-commerce makes a lot of sense As I said earlier, if it's a shoe, like what you're going to explain, or if it's like, I don't know, like a wallet or like a phone case, like what you're going to explain, like, hey, this is a phone case. You can put your phone in. Like, obviously, like this doesn't need a lot of explanation. But in general, if you're not sure, I would always recommend to just sign up for a call with us and this is exactly why we have the introductory call where we check. Does it make sense? Can we help you or not? We're also super honest with this. So if we have the feeling that this is not a good idea, we will tell you. If we have the feeling that this actually does make sense for you, we will also tell you. And um, yeah, then we take it from there.
0: Awesome. Well, this was uh, so awesome for me. And I think uh, P Smith and Yvette and uh, all you guys uh, uh, agree. So yeah. Um... Yeah, hit up, join us if you guys uh, need a video or have uh, agency questions. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll link up if you come out to uh, Tropical Asia again. Of course, let me know and uh, we can rendezvous. And uh, if I do a trip uh, through Europe or Germany, I'll uh, definitely hit you up.
1: Awesome. Yeah, then thanks so much, Riley, for having me today. And I'm happy, happy to come back. And maybe next uh, the next one we're doing in person. Like it looks very, it looks very lovely where you are right now yeah. with the palm trees. I miss them a bit, so I might just uh, come by sometime soon, and then we do the next interview yeah. in person. Yeah,
0: come to Bangkok. I'm setting up a nice podcast, uh, you know, set up there, so uh, it could be sweet.
1: Awesome, Evan. Right. Thanks so much, and thank you guys for participating, and uh, see you guys next time.
0: All right. Let's see.